Hey, I'm Steve Carpenter, Chief Supply Chain Officer for Yakima Chief Hops, and uh, welcome to an upper, another episode of Beer, Baseball, and Vines, where we talk about the only three things that we know about. And this is Joe Catron. Joe, why don't you introduce yourself? And How's everybody doing out there? Kevin, good to see you, sir. I appreciate you joining, joining us. Uh, look forward Happy to, to be here forward to drinking some of your tasty beers you sent out for us and talking a little bit about uh, the new developments we have uh, as far as getting the season finally and uh, talk a little bit about uh, where the hops are and you know Steve and I just got a trip back from Idaho went down and saw that region so oh nice yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we look forward to having you sir our special Ooh. guest today is uh, Kevin Blodger with uh, Union Craft Brewing in Baltimore Maryland uh, not far from uh, the Baltimore Orioles and uh, Camden Yard, and uh, uh, welcome to the uh, podcast, Kevin. Good to see you. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. I'm really excited to be here, and uh, glad that the season or whatever 60 game season is is going to happen. So <laughs> we will take anything we can get. I mean, in a exactly. year like this, uh, what's the uh, on, on one of my favorite movies? Uh, you know, that, that one iconic line by James Earl Jones where he says the one constant through the years has been baseball. And of course, yeah. <laughs> we need it. People like me need some baseball to uh, kind of divert from uh, uh, what's happening uh, with this, uh, this COVID thing and everything else that's going on right now. So uh, thank goodness they're going to play ball, and uh, I look forward to it. How long have you been a baseball fan, Kevin? You know, I grew up down in the D.C. area, you know, in between with the Senators and the Nats camp. So sure. I wasn't really, as a kid, I wasn't that big of a baseball fan. It was all Redskins, um, kind of dominated my life. Redskins and the Caps. I really loved the Caps as a kid, too. Right. Uh, but then when the uh, Nats came to town, was that 2005 or something like that? Uh, me and my wife went to a ton of games down there. Um, we moved to Chicago, and I was brewing out there in Chicagoland for a while. So I hit a couple okay. of Cubs games, a couple of White Sox games. Um, and then we came back to open the brewery in Baltimore. So we go, we try and get to as many O's games as we can uh, a year. My son loves to go and watch the game, loves the atmosphere. Uh, so yeah, I guess I've been a baseball fan most of my adult life, I would say. Okay. I mean, that's great. We, uh, I, I can remember some of those great Baltimore Orioles teams of the past. And, uh, you know, they're part of my history growing up watching, uh, uh, you know, the Robinson brothers from another mother, Frank and uh, yeah. Brooks, and uh, and then uh, Cal Ripken Jr. later on. And, uh, I mean, I'm old enough to still remember that 1971 season when the Orioles had the four 20-game winners. Yeah. And, uh, Joe, bonus points to you if you can name those guys. Seaver. Jim Palmer was one of them. Palmer, there you go. Uh, uh, Dave McNally. Mike Cuellar, and I think Pat Dobson was the other one. Yeah, I honestly have only heard of Jim Palmer out of that group. Yeah. That's <laughs> I'm old enough to remember Eddie Murray hitting a home run. Oh, I mean, Eddie. I, I played for three decades, so that helps. But, uh, and, yeah. And for I, those I, of you who don't know, we are enjoying from Kevin's Brewery a glass of Steady Eddie beer, which is a uh, – I think it's a wheat-based IPA, right? Right, Kevin? Yeah, yeah. We use a heavy, a lot of wheat in that uh, with some Sriracha Ace, um, some uh, Green Bullet hops, and uh, what's the last hop in there? It's a Sriracha Ace, Green Bullet, 
and uh, Azaka. 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 Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it's a beer that we started brewing five, six years ago. Um, first, we just did it, and nobody said anything. And then we made a Steady Eddie t-shirt, and then we heard from Eddie. And uh, so he, uh, we were able to work a deal out with him. He's been to the brewery before. Um, and by his blessing, we were able to put his picture on the beer. Um, and so it's been a great partnership to have him on there. He's a, he's a true Baltimore hero. And so we, we're glad to be able to have this beer out with his name on it. And in Baltimore, the Orioles are everything. And yeah. so uh, to be associated with Eddie and to have our beer at the ballpark uh, makes things even more awesome. Very well, cool. so the, your beer is actually at the ballpark. That's great. I, I yeah. really love to see that. There's there's nothing like that combination of beer and baseball. And uh, we've said this on the podcast before. I'm not sure how this COVID thing's going to end, but I think beer and baseball are going to lead us out of it. I'm just convinced of that. So uh, appreciate all you're doing to help make that happen. Yeah, you know, we're just uh... – chugging along it's been been a crazy year so far 2020 has been a crazy year and yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it ending and all this pandemic stuff ending but until then we're just gonna try and stay as positive as we can there you go well, we're doing the same thing up here in the pacific northwest and uh it's just a a, a pleasure to know that uh you know our hops are going into beers it's brewed like folks like you that really pay attention to quality and and uh uh people having fun and and really you know, being part of community, that's that's what beer is all about, especially craft beer. And uh, are you guys able to, uh, in Baltimore, are you guys able to have your uh, your brew pub open? Yeah, so the city allowed, I think about three weeks ago, they, they allowed for outdoor seating. And starting this week, they're allowing for indoor seating. And we kind of held off because we didn't feel it was safe enough for our team yet to have okay. people in. So I think this weekend will be the first weekend that will be open, and that will be for outdoor seating. We'll see how that goes. You know, you see in these places that opened a month ago, these rising cases of, of, of infections. So we're yeah. just going to try and play it easy and not do any indoor seating, um, but do some outdoor and see how that goes. And then we'll, as we feel safer and as our team feels safer, we'll ramp that up and, and do a little bit of indoor seating as well. Too. Uh, that's very cool, Kevin. And it, throughout that, I mean, being closed, have you guys been able to still utilize your canning line and still be able to, to get, get the yeah. beer out there and just into some of the markets a little bit at least? Yeah, it's been good. You know, our, we recently moved into a new facility where we have a huge tap room. That's become a big part of our business. But we're first and foremost a distributing brewery. Um, and so we were able to kind of shift and package everything. Um, revenue was hurting, of course, uh, for everybody. Um, but we're still able to get some beer out into the market. So that's been a good thing for us. We've just been canning, canning pretty much every drop of beer until recently. We're starting to put some stuff in the kegs now that bars and restaurants are opening so we can support them and get some product out to them. But for the most part, we're putting everything in the cans right now. Hey, uh, uh, Kevin, tell us a little bit about, you know, your brewery. I know you, you started up back in 2011. Uh, tell us a little bit about where you came up with the idea and, and how things have gone since then. And uh, we just kind of like to hear your story. Yeah, definitely. I started brewing professionally back in 2002. Um, and I've been doing it pretty much ever since, except for a two year break I took and worked at a school for a couple of years. Um, but uh, Union was created by myself and my two partners, uh, John Zarevitz and Adam Benish. Uh, Adam and I went to University of Maryland together um, and became really close friends. Um, and he knew John kind of from the Baltimore community. He grew up up in this area. Um, and so when I got into brewing, Adam was in the world of finance. 
and John was doing marketing and graphic design for his company. And uh, I think in about 2008, I was living in Chicagoland at the time. Adam reached out and said, hey, I think now's the time to open a brewery in Baltimore. Nothing's open. There's kind of this craft beer movement is starting to really burst through the scenes. Why don't you move back here? Let's write a business plan to figure this out. So I moved back to the area in 2010. Um, we wrote a business plan. We raised the money. And we started Union in a small 7,200 square foot space uh, and started brewing in 2012. Um, we were there for about five and a half to six years. We realized we needed more space. We were butting up against the max of what we could do production-wise there. So we bought a building right in the same neighborhood we were at. We bought a 140,000 square foot building. We knew we didn't need all that space. So we reached out to some of our friends in the manufacturing sector that wanted to be in Baltimore. They committed to being in the city, but wanted to have a manufacturing presence um, and a retail presence as well. So we were able to work with several companies, uh, Charmery Ice Cream, who, who produces ice cream in the city, um, Baltimore Spirits Company, they make whiskey, uh, they make a great gin, they make an amazing rye whiskey called Epic. Um, we were also worked with a, a company called The Wine Collective that they kind of are a co-packager for wines. So they have a few of their own brands, but then if you also have a brand you want to get made there, they can do that for you. They're in our space. We have Vint Coffee Roasters. And finally, we have Earth Treks Climbing Gym in there. So we were able to get these businesses to kind of come in. And so we're kind of the Macy's of this, of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then we have all these other tenants that are in there, kind of manufacturing with the retail space. So we call that the Union Collective, and that we opened that in 2018. Um, and we bought a 60 barrel brew house from Browcon. We brought that in our original brew. We had a 20 barrel, um, and so we were able to kind of triple our size and brew a bunch of beer. And last year we had our best year ever, where we did 13,000 barrels. And we're not going to get anywhere close to that, I don't think, this year. But uh, the dream is to keep growing and keep making beers and being part of the community and, and, and supporting the city of Baltimore. Oh, fantastic. I mean, that's one of the things I love about our craft beer customers, or just that sense of community and, and being part of it. And, uh, uh, you know, knowing that uh, one of our responsibilities as local companies is to support our communities and just making better places to, to live and work. So, uh, you're consistent with every other craft brewery that we've talked to uh, on this. Um, yeah, that's just what's so about craft beer is a community spirit. You know? Absolutely. Yep. Uh, we've had Chris Ray from Center of the Universe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's, isn't he somewhere in the Baltimore community? He is down there, down in Ashland, Virginia, which is closer to Richmond. So okay. he's probably about two and a half hours from us. But yeah. In the same, same, you know, East Coast area. So he pitched in the major leagues. I don't know if you know that or not. And, yeah, uh, yeah. We had him out. He came out for selection last year to Yakima during harvest. So we, we had him on a podcast. And uh, I knew he was kind of in that general area. And I knew he pitched for Baltimore for a couple of years. And that's where I make the, made the connection there. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, it just sounds like Baltimore is a great com- a community that does appreciate uh, – Good beer and, and and that baseball team that's had a, a long storied history there. So yeah, yeah, that's the great thing about being in Baltimore is that Baltimore supports its home so much. So it's uh it's great to kind of be in the city that like if you show the city love, they're gonna show you that love right back ten times more. And uh, so it's it's a really great town to be in. It's got its, it's got its own unique set of issues as every city does, but uh, at the same time, I really love it here. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So well, Kevin, hey. we've also you also sent us. Sorry, interrupt there. I was going to say uh, I I finished off the steady Eddie here, so I'm I'm moving on to moving on to my second one here. We got the Divine IPA, a 
perversely hoppy ale. Kevin, you want to talk a little bit about that beer? Yeah, that beer is brewed ex- exclusively with uh, Yakima Chief Hop Union hops. And uh, so we've got some citron mosaic in that, uh, Pilsner malt, and uh, might be a, a small percentage of wheat in there as well, too. Just a, I like wheat a lot. I think it, it adds to the beer. It gives it a little creaminess. Um, but that's a beer that we've been brewing now. We wanted to, we, when we first opened, we didn't want to have a flagship IPA. We said, everybody has an IPA. Let's do, we, so we did a season of, of uh, a series of, uh, seasonal IPAs and um, what Steady Eddie is a part of. And then we finally said, you know, our distributor kept saying, you need a year-round IPA, you need a year-round IPA. So Devon was kind of my idea to kind of walk the bridge between a West Coast IPA and kind of the hazy New England IPAs. I wanted something that was can-stable, that would last long, but still had that kind of juiciness. Um, and working with the Citra Mosaic, we were able to get those kind of great, bright flavors out of it, make this really drinkable beer. Oh, it is nice. It's got it's got a lot of the, the citrus and tropical fruit, but that you get a little piece of that West Coast dank in there too. From I'm guessing from the mosaic. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nice beer. So, uh, one of our favorites to drink at the brewery. Awesome. Yeah, really nice. Steve, you're gonna have to get you're gonna have to get on one of those. Well, you you took all of that one, Jill. I mean, I did, did you know something <laughs> something that I didn't know? <laughs> I was just guessing. I knew these guys were making good beer and uh, citrus mosaic sounds yeah. good to me. So even though I've got uh, T-Mobile Park in my background, Joe and I are actually just a couple rooms away. I may have to excuse myself to go get some of that beer as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so Kevin, if you if you don't mind, like heading back to baseball a little bit, we kind of finally got some news that we'll get a season. And I know you talk about you know family time and how important it is for you to take your family out to the games. And uh, you know, I, I certainly am, am brainwashing my daughter in the same way. And She's she's destined to be a mariner. She doesn't have a choice in the matter. But uh, you know, even if we get sixty games that nobody can show up to, that's that's better than nothing, huh? Oh, I think we might have lost Kevin there for a second. Give him a second to come back in here. What do you, what do you think about that, Steve? I mean, I know we've kind of been covering the topic quite extensively on our podcast and talking about it in our personal relationships and as baseball fans, but, uh, you know, 60 games, you can put as many asterisks by that as you want to, but at least we're going to get a season. Huh? The, the thing I most like about a 60 game season is that uh, we could potentially see the Orioles and the Mariners play for the American league championship. It, well, actually it, with the realignment, aren't we just, isn't it just going East and West now? Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen that yet. Okay, yeah, I'd, I'd heard there was a couple different stipulations that okay. I think they were going to be keeping it region, more regional. Okay. Um, so we could be playing the Orioles in the World Series. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would be weird. Are you hey, back, Kevin? <laughs> Kevin, we lost you there for a second. Are you back? So, hey, I looks like we've lost Kevin. I mean, he's three time zones away, and uh, – Unfortunately, uh, we lost connection there. And if he gets back on, we'll we'll kind of pick up our conversation from there. Uh, but while we're waiting, Joe, hey, I know we had a great uh, two days down in Idaho, uh, Monday and Tuesday. Yep. Uh, what do you think of the crop down there? Well, you know, it's a uh, it's it's a little similar. I see some similarities to the Acma crop this year. You know, as far as uh, the warm region. The warm hop growing regions um it has been fairly cool and and fairly wet for for both idaho and yakima 
so the crop overall, I mean, I would say is a little bit behind at this point, Steve, you've have, you've probably forgotten more about hops than, not, than I'll ever know. Um, and so, you know, I'd be interested to kind of see what your uh, synopsis was there as well, but uh, it looks a little behind at this point, but uh, we're getting this, we're getting our first kind of real, what I'd say is like a real uh, little blast of heat right now, getting into the nineties for uh, a few days in a row. So um, usually hops will jump. Um, at that point, so hope, I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, that they'll they'll keep climbing and then uh, hold off on blooming at least for another week or so. Yeah, I, I think that's spot on. Uh, to me, the the citra probably looked the best down in Idaho right now. Um, uh, mosaic's a little spotty, you know, in terms of uniform uh, growth, but that that variety will just keep right on growing through bloom. So I, yeah. I think it's got time to come back. The Simcoe, I think, is far enough behind where it's going to have uh, challenges uh, catching up. So I would look for a little, little shorter Simcoe crop down there this year. Uh, Chinook, they always do a great job in Chinook and Idaho. And uh, Chinook yards we looked at were, were real good as well. So overall, I, I think in about a month, we'll be able to kind of at least make an educated guess of what the, what the yields might, might look like uh, this year. But it uh, looks like they're on a good start. They're having some, it was a great, weather warm weather while we were there and uh they're supposed to have warm weather through the weekend and maybe cool down a little bit so we'll keep an eye on it and, and keep our listeners informed of, of where we're at there uh, in terms of the crop um haven't had a whole lot of time recently to look at what's going on in washington but what's your what's your thoughts there joe yeah we were, i was out uh out with our intern crew earlier today a little bit and we uh, we were seeing some males blooming, some and some side arming, and some blooming starting to happen as well in the, in the lower Yakima Valley. So, uh, kind of on par with Idaho, what we were seeing Steve down there, um, same kind of uh, growth rate and uh, kind of uh, phase of development. Um, definitely starting to transition from vegetative to reproductive growth. So, um, the die is cast in a lot of ways, but we're like I said, I'm hopeful that the, that the heat will help out in the next. Uh, next seven to 10 days and uh, we'll get a little bit more growth out of everything. Yep. Well, um, I hate to cut things a little bit short this time, but uh, losing uh, Kevin, uh, who uh, is an amazing brewer back on the East Coast, uh, making some good beers. Uh, I think what I'm going to do is get off this podcast and come and hopefully you got some of that second beer left there, Joe. So I can there you go. Yeah, I can share. All right. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> it sounds like an interesting beer. And, uh, you know, I think what we might try to do at some point in the near future is maybe uh, circle back around with Kevin and uh, mm. maybe just do a regular podcast with him and, and uh, see if we can't uh, find out a little bit more about uh, what he's doing uh, there in his community to support it. And maybe we can share some things that we're doing here and, and kind of finish out the interview. But uh, yeah, he seems like a really sweet guy doing some really cool things in his community. And yeah, like you said, Steve, these beers are they're top notch. They're, they're cranking out some really quality beers back there. So uh, I'd love to chat with him more uh, in the future yep. if we can make that happen. So we'll cut this off for now, folks. Uh, again, cheers to uh, what will be a truncated, but hopefully exciting baseball season. Uh, who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe we can be back on with Kevin while the, uh, the Orioles and Mariners both make the playoffs for the first time in a long time. <laughs> That'd be cool. Anything can happen, right? You bet.
All right, Joe. Hey, thanks for uh, joining us and uh, look forward to touching base with everybody next week. Thank you, sir. Corporate Alex, keep it real. Yeah. <laughs>